Well, happy Monday to you. Today is Monday, February the 7th, 2022, and welcome to the Reframe Brain Podcast, where we focus on centering brain health and unseen injuries. I am your founder and host, Erica Savage-Wilson, and it is with great pleasure that I thank you for being here today and for welcoming me into your space. So if you're new to the Reframe Brain, this is the second episode. We had our introduction episode on January the 25th. So this is the second official episode. Uh, If you want to go back and see the intro episode, I strongly recommend it. But welcome to the Reframe Brain family. And if you want to be connected even more, please go to the reframebrain.com. And there you're going to get my five best brain health tips and a playlist curated especially with you in mind. You'll also get the drop before anybody else gets the drop about what's happening within the Reframe Brain communities and so much more to come. This is a healing journey that we're all taking together. And with that in mind, I wanna share with everyone that I myself am not a medical practitioner. I am not a therapist licensed or otherwise. This is not a substitute for going to see your primary care doctor or any specialist or for seeking mental health care. I am a brain injury champion, having survived a traumatic brain injury and other uh, multiple uh, multiple physical injuries from uh, an accident being hit by an 18-wheel truck in March of last year. So indeed, as I have received Um, great medical care by several medical practitioners, doctors, and therapists. I would encourage you as well, if there is attention that you need to please go and get it. This podcast is really a way to create community and to help us understand why brain health, cognition health is so very important and particularly unseen injuries. So also would like also to invite you to please, if you've not yet subscribed, here on YouTube, if you're watching by YouTube, if you would please subscribe and like the Reframe Brain podcast, that would be excellent. If you're listening by audio on one of the other podcast uh, formats, I do welcome you to join us on YouTube as well. But do please like and subscribe on those platforms also. So with all of those out of the way, um, again, I want to say welcome and thank you. And so we've already had our introduction episode in January. This episode specifically will be about intention and it will be creating an environment of healing. So if you listen to or watch the episode from January the 25th, um, I kind of briefly went over what my morning ritual was. And my morning ritual is uh, specific to, there was a time period, particularly when I was active in work and doing other uh, things that I would either jump out of bed or the first thing that I would reach for in the morning was my cell phone. And I would begin to check emails. I had two phones, so I would check uh, work phone and then personal phone to see what it is that I missed. And a lot of times I would uh, be in bed responding to those emails, perusing social media, all of that, and then be about my day. It was a very go, 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 go lifestyle. But since the time of the accident and being on this healing journey, one of the things that I've found to be most profound in my life, and I think that this will be something that will be helpful for all of us, was creating an environment that does not 
complement grain culture. As a matter of fact, it really goes against the grain of grain culture. So here's what I'm talking about. So we are in the second year of a global pandemic. And to date, within the United States, uh, we have um, lost over 900,000 people to the pandemic. That's a, a large number of people. And we're talking about to the pandemic. We also have people that have passed away, unfortunately, um, through accidents, through strokes, um, through other causes, natural and otherwise. But we're specifically talking about with the pandemic, 900,000 people that have passed away due to the pandemic. Now, when we're talking about creating an environment of healing, as many of us would love to do, we're not able to flip a switch and make the pandemic end. There are things that we can do to ensure that we are um, as safe as possible to include hand washing for those who have been vaccinated and boosted. There are things that we can do to help ensure that we are as protected as possible, not gathering in large crowds and closed in spaces, things like that, things that medical professionals, people that are continuing to study and research this novel virus have uh, echoed and published and uh, made aware through social media and television. However, it requires everybody connecting to do those things. So since we can't flip the switch to make the pandemic end, before we actually engage in public, before we actually, uh, if you're having to commute to go to work, um, if you have children and they are in school, uh, whatever would lead you outside of your home to engage in public, there are things that you can do to create a healing environment. So that's what's going to be the focus of today's podcast. So I have some notes um, here, which is very helpful because for those people that suffer with um, brain health or brain, excuse me, um, injuries or unseen injuries, um, especially people who perhaps uh, perhaps are long COVID haulers as it's been, um, as uh, those group of individuals have been um, named, that they deal with issues like brain fog. So sometimes the memory um, is not as strong as perhaps it once was at some time. So for me as a brain injury champion, I've always liked notes. I write my notes down. I've always kind of be a pers been a person that loves journals, loves notepads, loves sticky notes, loves anything that you can record um, your, your thinking, your thoughts on because studies have proven if you actually take a pen, right, or pencil, whatever type of utility that you're using and actually write it by hand, you commit it to memory a little bit more because there's something about putting your hand on a writing instrument and then writing that thought down. So I also have notes that are in my iPhones, um, those things, but when I prefer, what I specifically prefer when I'm um, writing, recording my thoughts, um, even just writing um, um, in um, for something, a piece that I'm going to um, perhaps publish, I prefer to actually hand write it out. So there's a quick tip for those of you all can say, well, I can relate. Let me know in the comments or if it's something perhaps you um, did not know that um, you commit to memory better when you actually hand write it. Also, let me know in the comments as well. So I do have notes, so you'll see me looking down, and that is exactly why I'm looking down. 
So, um, as you've seen in the last podcast, for those that are watching by YouTube, I um, have um, my two loves that are next to me, and those are my plant babies. So I went from having absolutely zero plants uh, when I was working in an office. Um, in my office specifically, I had uh, a lovely flower arrangement, <laughs> but it was silk. I was literally, literally opposed to taking care of a plant or otherwise. But since the time of my injury, excuse me, what I found through research is that there are healing elements in plants. Plants are wonderful. Air purifiers, um, the two plants that I have next to me that are the big plants here um, is uh, to my left and it will be, I guess, to your right, it's my snake plant. Um, and then um, the next, the plant that's to my right is my birds of paradise plant. And in this space that I'm in right now, I have a total of about six plants. Uh, these are my two bigger plants. And I have also uh, three fresh cut flower arrangements. So talking about creating a healing environment, something that you can incorporate into your healing environment creation would be plants. And for those people who may have been like I once was, where I now have over 20 plants, going from zero to 20 is a huge, huge number. And it's probably going to go up as we continue to approach the spring, quite honestly. Um, snake plants are known as steel plants. So for those who think, I don't know if I'll be able to take care of a plant, you can get a snake plant, start with one of those. This plant in particular, um, and this is not in sponsorship with, this is just letting you know, I got this plant from Ikea. I actually got both of these plants from Ikea. So um, if you don't have maybe somewhere where you could go right around the corner, if you have an Ikea um, anywhere in your community, you can get them from there. Or you know, a nursery, nurseries are great plants, great places. Or if you wanna go to your local home builder store, they should have plenty of those there. So snake plants are really, really good air purifiers and they're very easy to take care of. They don't require a lot of watering. Um, what I do with my plants is that they have a shower um, that I place them in and I let them um, get showered on so that uh, not only is the soil getting wet, but then the leaves themselves are getting um, um, a really, really nice watering as well. And also have a mist bottle, but um, I probably water the snake plant once every 10 days. Uh, I feel the soil just to make sure that it's not all the way dried out, but they're super easy to take care of. So creating a healing environment, incorporate plants, um, those that are easy to take care of, and definitely um, as much as you can, put them in spaces that you occupy a lot, bedrooms, your living room, if you have a study, um, in your kitchen, um, if you have a backyard and you like to sit in your um, sit in, sit in the backyard, your backyard places that you occupy will be a great great place to create your healing environment. So plants are really really great for creating healing environments. And then also, if you have fur babies, um, pets, um, fur babies are excellent excellent um, additions to a family. And if it's just you in your home then that is um, a plus one. So you will have another family member. Uh, there are um, the physical therapy, my physical therapist brought in, and I put this on my Instagram, 
uh, um, comfort, um, a comfort for a baby and for, because it was very difficult for me to be in the physical therapy space and um, have to work on um, my left side with a number of people because along with my brain injury, there are other unseen injuries that I'm also healing through. So they would normally have me in a private room or have me at the appointment early enough where there were a lot of other people that were being treated as well. And in addition to that, would bring in uh, a lovely fur baby that was a therapy dog. So uh, the therapy dog would be with me throughout uh, my physical therapy and that was of great comfort. So if you have the space, uh, if you also uh, have the ability to care for that fur baby, be able to take um, him or her out for walks, for runs, for fresh air. Um, we'll be able to make sure that health-wise they get all of the shots that they need, that they are also getting the medical attention that they need, that they're having tests done. So it is an investment as well. So if all of those things are met and you're able to bring in um, a therapy for a baby into your home, and it doesn't just have to be, and I'm speaking of specifically a dog, but that fur baby could be a rabbit, perhaps for you. Um, perhaps it could be a cat. Whatever that fur baby is that brings you some level of comfort, that is a part of creating a healing environment. So I would also recommend that, and I'm looking forward to getting um, a fur baby. Um, uh, and I will share that with you as we move in this healing journey together. Um, another... Um, Another tool that you could put into your toolkit for creating a healing environment is something that I really, really enjoy and love is decaffeinated green tea. Now, green tea also is really, really good um, for, is really, really good antioxidant. It is really, really good to incorporate into just drinking it on a normal basis. I specifically, and I said decaffeinated green tea, so I have a cup of green tea here. Uh, I prefer decaffeinated because uh, a part of the brain injury and unseen injuries for me as my brain continues to create new neural pathways, caffeine does not agree with me. And so early on, I found out that uh, caffeine for me um, really kind of intensified, um, um, kind of not the best kind of um, responses that would help uh, my body continue to heal. So I wasn't able to handle caffeine in the way that I once was. I discovered that early on in my healing. And so I completely moved away from caffeine for um, a significant period of time. Um, where I was um, a bit of a coffee drinker, I don't have it that much now, maybe once and a couple of months, I'll have a cup here or a cup there, but I always follow it up with a lot of water. It's not something that I have, uh, that I, will, I allow back into my system on a regular basis because it just does not work well um, for me and my brain injury healing journey. So that's why I said with the green tea, green tea is really, really good for you. Um, organic if you can get it, but I prefer decaffeinated green tea because that means that I can have several cups of green tea throughout the day, and I generally do. I also generally at night, um, as I'm preparing for bed, have a couple of cups of green tea because it's really good for you. 
And then also, it's really good for your digestive, digestive system to have something warm uh, coating through as opposed to something cold. Cold drinks, um, which is very much so connected with Western activity, um, not so much with Eastern activity, really does disrupt the digestion process. And so you'll notice in some cultures that they'll normally have maybe like as they're digesting their food, a cup of broth or something that is warm and good for the body, um, good for the digestive system. So um, a hot cup of green tea uh, is a wonderful way to create uh, a healing environment. Um, another thing that I would recommend, and I kind of clustered these all together, um, are uh, aromatherapy, candles, and baths. So for me, whenever I would get to a place where my body was just really signaling that it wasn't in a comfortable space, um, it was kind of going to um, the place in my brain that we talked about last week, and we all have this place in our brain that the old reptilian part of our brain, the amygdala, the fight or flight. So it, my, when my brain would send me to those places because of um, uh, um, it, um, an engagement that I had or perhaps perhaps something that I saw on television um, or perhaps um, a memory that came forward, um, a way to bring my body to a place of calm is that. And so I would strongly recommend when you're looking to create a healing environment, you're getting up in the morning, um, instead of jumping in the shower, perhaps consider taking a bath instead and making that bath a bath that has something in it like eucalyptus, um, that is a really, really good calming agent, a couple of drops of that, um, some bubbles, they're really, really good products that do um, um, make the bath smell very aromatic. So to do that, and candles, um, something as simple as uh, tea candles. If you have maybe some uh, candle holders that are around the bath or in your bathroom, uh, lighting um, tea candles, and you can get like 100 tea candles for I think two or $3. So keeping those handy, it is a way to really bring yourself to a place of calm. It is a really good way to really um, spend time in setting your day. Uh, to kind of um, speak to yourself in a way that as you prepare to go out for the day, you've really already had an essential conversation with yourself before you go out and engage the world. Um, so I think that those are very great things to do. Um, and then music. So um, whether you have a smart television, if you have, um, of course, a Bluetooth speaker, whatever it is that you have, Music is also an excellent, excellent way to create a healing environment. And so in the morning, perhaps thinking about and in the evening and just throughout the day, thinking about setting the timer where you have a specific playlist that comes on. I have um, several playlists um, and uh, two of the playlists are very specific for when I'm out and I'm not in my home. One of them is called Happiness um, and the other one is called Chill. And so those playlists and those songs that I specifically selected to go on those playlists help me as I engage in the public. I'll have on my AirPods, of course, and it really just kind of helps set the tempo that, okay, I am engaging in public. I am in this place where I'm not as familiar. This is not a place that I go every day, 
but the music, the tempo, the songs, um, the rhythm helps keep me in a place of calm. So I would highly recommend um, to uh, especially curate playlists that work for you. Uh, that uh, happiness playlist is a playlist that I would play when I would go to my physical therapy appointments. And it was um, excellent, excellent, excellent. It's a way to continue to keep me calm uh, as I really engage in the hard work of getting my body to a place um, of remembering this is how we used to move. Um, another um, piece around uh, creating a healing environment is keeping your space clean. Um, it is um, said in some cultures that you don't want to keep laundry in the bedroom uh, because that kind of traps um, negative energy. Um, and then you just think about the, um, because it everything has some level of aroma to it. I would highly suggest um, making sure that your space is clean. And if you are not in a place, you don't really have the energy, perhaps you just don't feel that you have the capacity or it's not your forte to schedule. My mentor, Dr. Avis, talks about this a lot. Having someone do things for you that gives you your time back, I would highly recommend hiring someone, perhaps someone that you trust or um, talking with friends, family, uh, people that live in the area uh, to get a recommendation on either a service or a company that can do that for you every two to three days or weekly. Um, it's, um, it feels good to have someone come in, clean your floors, maybe get those baseboards clean, dust for you. If you have ceiling fans, uh, window seals in your bedroom, in your home, to get those cleans, cleaned. But I would highly, highly recommend doing that. Or if you have the capacity to do it yourself, if you have children, paying them to do those things for you. But ensuring that you keep your spaces clean is an absolute uh, wonderful way to um, make sure that you are creating a healing environment. And then if you do have windows in your home, uh, open up those windows. Uh, I'm in the DMV and it's uh, nice, crisp. Uh, uh, it's in the 20s and 30s here right now. However, uh, keep opening up the windows to get fresh air. Yes, even when it's cold, you don't have to leave it up for very long, but allowing some of that fresh air to just circulate through your home. Set a timer on your phone for two, three minutes or maybe five minutes, but just allow some of that fresh air to come into your home. And I am saying to you as a person who absolutely loves the spring and especially the summer, uh, that it is uh, very beneficial and it feels good even during the cold weather to open up the windows, to open up the balcony, to open up those sliding glass doors for a few minutes and let some of that fresh air in. Uh, as much as I love um, warm and hot weather, being um, a, having those windows and uh, those sliding glass doors opened up even in the colder months, every once in, every, you know, once a week is um, usually the routine when I do it. The energy that I receive, the um, the feeling, the refreshing that I get um, is almost uh, indescribable. So I would strongly recommend opening up those windows, opening up those sliding glass doors and allowing that fresh air in. Um, grounding, uh, one of the things that I was taught 
uh, in um, physical therapy early on was um, something that this wonder, I had a wonderful, wonderful uh, physical therapist. She taught me about being grounded to the earth. And uh, if you don't have access to grass, um, if you're, you know, a concrete person, uh, so to speak, or you don't have a backyard, um, taking off your socks and your shoes and doing that even in your home and just saying, I am grounded to the earth. There is something about that connection that brings a, a, a real power, um, an internal power, and it makes you centered. It is excellent in creating a healing environment. And I've also, um, I have my best friends here next to me, have used that same technique with my hands when I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, when I'm very stressed um, or just not feeling my best, which happens um, throughout the week sometimes, I simply take my hands and I put it into my soil pots and I say, I am grounded to the earth. Or I just put them in if I'm not able to really say anything. And there's something about putting my hands into the soil pots of my plants that immediately gives me a feeling of calm, of centering, and of peace. So I would strongly recommend, particularly since we talked about adding plants to um, your spaces as um, a way to create a healing environment, that you would practice that in your home, taking off your, um, if, if you don't already not wear shoes in your home, but taking off your socks and just saying, grounded to the earth and just feeling how centered uh, you will feel from that. And then um, one of the last things, we have about two more things before we get to the end of this podcast, um, is fresh flowers. And so uh, I started doing this some time ago and continued this practice. And I think it was around the beginning of the pandemic. So I went from silk flowers to fresh flowers, um, getting fresh flowers. And uh, if you go to, you know, Lytle, um, Aldi, uh, Wegmans, Harris Teeter, just depending on how much you want to spend. Um, I found that at Lytle and Aldi, uh, the um, fresh flowers are not as expensive there. But um, I keep fresh flowers in the bedroom. I have um, three um, 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 vases, bouquets of fresh flowers throughout the bedroom and the um, um, ensuite, there are fresh flowers in there as well. And it's not expensive. You can take a, a bouquet of, you know, you maybe you pay $5 for it and you can split that up into two. But fresh, fresh cut flowers um, do something to create an environment of healing and space. It's something beautiful to look at and they sometimes last up to 10 days. If you uh, trim them, you know, every week and make sure you put fresh water in it when you see the water kind of darkening a bit. I usually change the water out every about four days or so, but you can have fresh flowers that last up to 10 days. So fresh cut flowers is a fantastic way to create a healing environment. And before we get into the last piece, what um, I would um, recommend for those who are new to the podcast community, the Reframe Brain podcast community, is to go and listen to the first episode where I talk about what I do in the morning, yoga, meditation, working out are wonderful, wonderful ways to create healing environments. And so if you don't belong to 
a gym. There are things that you can do right within your home or go walking in your neighborhood, things that you don't have to necessarily pay a fee for. But I would strongly recommend making sure that you're active 20 minutes, um, you have 24 hours in a day. Um, please take out 20 minutes to take care of your body, to take care of your heart, to take care of all of those organs, the blood, the cell, the platelets, everything that's internal, that's doing the hard work so that we can show up our best selves. Make sure that you compliment yourself back to um, those parts of your body that are doing all of those hard, that's doing all of that hard work. And you are active, it's going to make your skin look better. Um, there are things that being active for 20 minutes a day um, that you can't get anywhere else except for being active 20 minutes a day. And then yoga, um, I, there's some um, about four or five different yoga poses that I have committed to doing and it's a part of my morning uh, routine. And those poses really do help with my back, they help with um, my posture, they help with um, um, keeping uh, me, uh, keeping my, uh, my breathing in a really, really great place. There's so many advantages to doing um, several of the yoga poses. And we'll talk about that in later podcast episodes, what those exact poses are. But yoga, meditation, and making sure that you are working out at least 20 minutes a day and getting that fresh air um, is definitely, definitely an excellent way to create your healing environment. And before we get into the last one, I want to say thank you so much for listening. And I want to say that this healing environment that we have been talking about, that we have been engaging in, you are the healing environment. So again, before you have to go out and engage the world, even in your own home, if you have a partner, you're married, um, you have children, whatever your home life looks like, it is so critical that you create you, the, you your healing environment, which is you. You are making sure that that is well. And so all the things that were mentioned in this podcast, those are things that are specific to you. So being able to look and see fresh flowers, having the plants around, speaking uh, well to yourself, having that bath, having that time with yourself, um, those are things that create um, a great healing environment. Having that cup of tea, you are the healing environment. So when you take care of this healing environment, even though we don't have that switch that we can flip the pandemic off on, you are going into um, a place where it seems never ending, but it will end. I just want to say that it will, in fact, end. You are taking healing into your job, into the marketplace. You are the environment of healing, so um, take care of you. The last thing that I would say that is um, of particular importance of creating a healing environment, and for me, this is the highest form. Um, now, this is for me. This is Erica Savage Wilson. The highest form of healing is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the highest form to me of a healing environment. And so what I do in the morning um, is I take my hands and I wrap myself and I say to myself, I forgive every version of Erica. That's Erica as a child, 
Erica as an adolescent, Erica as a teenager, Erica as a young woman, Erica as an adult woman. And I repeat all of these versions of myself. And I tell those versions, I forgive you, you are loved, and all is well. And this version of Erica is a perfected version of Erica, and she is excellent. So forgiveness, when you wash yourself with forgiveness, I do also then say <clears throat> that I um, am forgiven because I am forgiving. That type of language I have made a part of my morning ritual as a way for me to, um, when I go out into the world engaged, it takes out a little bit of the tension of what we're currently experiencing. So everyone, I hope, I hope, I hope that everything that was shared here was of great importance to you. And if you would love a rundown of everything that was shared, just a quick kind of summary, a capture, a picture, a snapshot, if you will go to uh, thereframebrain.com and you can find it, <clears throat> excuse me, in the show notes here, you can receive the news, uh, the Monday newsletter that comes out the first and third Monday because that's when this podcast airs, the first and the third Monday you can receive that snapshot. So it's like, I've listened to it um, or I'm not yet done listening to all of it. However, I have the summary of what Erica shared on the Reframe Brain podcast. Would love, love, love to have you engage in the community that way. And with that being said, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this first Monday uh, of the month of February, 2022. I'm so grateful to have you. And I certainly, certainly look forward to more and more engagements. We do have a guest that will be coming up. Um, hopefully it will air in the month of March. I'm really, really excited. Please continue to stay connected. If you want to follow me, you can do so on social media, um, on IG and Instagram at the number one Erica Savage. And on Facebook, if you'd like to send me a request, it's Erica Savage Wilson. Listen, I absolutely love you, right? Um, and uh, I want us to have days that are very intentional. And I want you to be an environment of healing. Listen, be well and live every day one beautiful breath at a time. Until the third Monday of this month, have an excellent rest of the day. And let's chat in the comments. Be well.